0: Hey there Heights. My name is Shea Osborne. I'm one of the pastors at Mosaic of Winchester, in Winchester, Virginia. And many of you know me. And if you don't know me, you might know my dad, Mike Osborne. In fact, many of you saw me grow up at the Heights. And so I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for all that you've done for me and for my family and to say uh, congratulations on a hundred years as a church. My family moved to the Heights when I was in middle school, and I grew up through that youth group, and came to know Jesus during that time, as well as felt called into ministry during that time. Served as an intern when I went into college there at the Heights, working with the student ministry. And then eventually... Planted with my family, uh, a church in Winchester, Virginia. The Heights adopted us and loved us and took care of us. We got to be a part of mission celebrations with you guys. And you've been just an, an invaluable part of my life. And so I wanted to say thank you and to keep going strong for the kingdom. Your work is expanding far beyond the walls there at the Heights. And you are a, a massive part of what God is doing throughout our communities and our state and our entire region. So I'm thankful for my time there, and I want to say thank you and keep going strong.
1: Hey, thank you. Good morning, everybody. Good to see you here today, and good morning to our Midlothian campus joining us now. I trust you guys have had a great time of worship so far this morning. And how about this this morning? I mean, we have 16 people missing, and they didn't miss a beat Did did y'all get what I just said? Didn't miss a... I'm so impressed with myself for thinking of that. <laughs> I just, but really, honestly, isn't that incredible? That I mean, it is like we're just at full strength and awesome this morning in our time of worship and so grateful for all of them. As, as Shay just said, that, that was Shay Osborne, grew up here in the life of our church and is now serving as a pastor and a, a, a teacher, a leader out in the Commonwealth and grateful for his work up at Winchester. We're so proud of him and and, uh, grateful to his kind words to us today as we continue in our celebration of 100 years here at the Heights. And we're doing that by, by each day or each Sunday for six weeks. We're looking at one of our core values. It's made a little bit of a different preaching time. I will actually get back to that here at some point, regular kind of preaching. But, you know, folks, this is why we're doing what we're doing. We've not just arrived at 100 years. I would suggest we've arrived at 100 years and are thriving. We've arrived at 100 years and still have a great future in front of us. And I just think that demands that we stop and consider what what made us this. How did we get here? And, and what kind of commitments and things do we need to be looking at afresh as we move forward? And so that's why we're taking the time to, to think on some of these ideas biblically, to tell stories uh, about them that, that just gives us, I hope, a greater love and appreciation for what God has given us here at the Heights. And today, the core value that that we're looking at is everyone plays a part. And uh, you may remember this past fall, I introduced you to a a team of people in our church, and that team is growing, as I think you'll see in a little bit, but a team of people in our church called the, the Leadership Pipeline Team, and they've been tasked with kind of rethinking, relooking, retooling, redesigning, pretty much doing a complete overhaul of everything connected with the idea that everyone plays a part. And they have been at this work for uh, 14 months now. And I thought in light of our theme today, it would be good to kind of get a quick update. Uh, quick, Ronnie, that's you. Come on up. Ronnie has five minutes. That's not information. That's, a, that's like a warning. <laughs> Ronnie has five minutes. He's going to tell us a little bit about what's been going on and, and what's happened. I think you're going to be pretty excited and pretty, I, I think, biblically, spiritually encouraged by, by what they're doing. Ronnie, go ahead. Thank
2: you so much, Randy. And as you, as you mentioned, the leadership pipeline really is all about that whole idea of everyone plays a part. And it's so important because if we're going to be the church that 804 can't imagine being without... It's going to take every one of us. It can't just take a few of us stepping up. It's going to take all of us really stepping outside of our comfort zones, really stepping up and being a part of what God is doing right here. And since our last update back in October, we've uh, done several things. You know, once uh, we'd kind of mapped out where we were, and realized, man, there's some shortfalls there, but now we've compared that contrasted it to where we want to be. We, we know where we're going. We know uh, exactly what we're trying to do on that. Uh, we had a focus group out in Midlothian campus, and so we were so excited to be there and be with um, uh, the, our church at that campus and uh, there. And also, uh, each one of our team sub-teams are still working every week and just working on some things. I know you don't know all about that. That's kind of mechanical. But one thing we did do, is we kind of identified four statements or values or something like that that kind of helps us understand what we're trying to accomplish. People are saying, well, what does this look like? And we kind of identified four statements. And we've tweaked those or reworded them just a little bit into questions that I want you to ask yourself this morning. You know, it's not something I want to ask you. No, I want you to ask yourself. And let's look at those real quick. The first one right here is, am I having God-sized impact on others? In other words, in my sphere of influence, in my family, in my friends, in my neighborhood, on my job, wherever it may be, am I having that kind of god size impact where I know that God's at work in others through my life? The next one is, do I know my purpose and identity in Christ? Have, have I come to a complete understanding of, of realizing just who I am as a child of God? And do I realize that God has a purpose for me? That's every one of us here. God has a very unique purpose for everybody here, a plan for each person. There's no big eyes, no little use. We are all a part of God's plan and what he's doing right here at the Heights. The next question, am I equipped and empowered by the Holy Spirit? All of us have done things and we said, wow, this is, I'm in way over my head, or I don't feel equipped, or I'm not seeing God. We want you to feel not only equipped, but we want you to feel the Holy Spirit's power in your life as you're serving him, and as you're doing those things. And the last one there is, am I accountable to God for my role? Meaning, boy, as God reveals himself to me, and I start beginning to understand exactly how I am to step out in his plan for my life, am I actually being accountable to him for it? Am am, am I answering to him for what and how he has gifted me and done those things? So, you know, our plan is, when, when you look at those things, is to roll out a new approach this coming fall. And with that, we want to help you to identify and to develop and and to use your gifts in serving God. I think that's also a really important part of it is I think we're all here. We love God. That's why we're here. We want to serve him. How cool is it if we can actually use the way God has created us? to do that and to serve Him and be a part of that. And we're going to do that kind of through four things. We're going to, you know, help people in in connecting to the church. What do I mean by connecting? Uh, Understanding not only where we've been, but where we're going, uh, the vision, the background, how we're doing it, where we're going. So all of us are on the same page. We're all talking the same language. We're all shooting at the same target. So we want to help you connect with church. We want to help you in the process of discovering your spiritual gifts and your talents. Uh, you know, every one of us, God has got that plan for us, but boy, we want to help you in discovering that so that you can be fully utilized by, utilized by Him. We want you to feel equipped. We want you to become equipped. We want you to feel empowered as you serve God. That's so important for us. And then also, we want you to engage in ministry. We want to help you to, uh, to that, be a part of what we're doing. I think all of us can say, listen, one of the, one of the greatest things for me ever in my Christian life is when I felt like I was a part of something that was bigger than myself. It was obviously something God was doing. It was God's size. It was a God thing. We're asking you as a church body to join with us on this and get involved in this and on this God's eyes thing so we can be a church that 804 can't imagine being without. So look for us to start to, to launch a, a little bit of a blog about some of the things that are coming on, some updates to our website, some regular communications. But also, I want you to see the team who's there. If you're on the steering team, could you stand up? I know we have a lot of you here. Over here, we have Kathy. We have Faye Donahue, Burt Gunter, David Wyman. I know we have some other guys around here. I, I saw some. Rico, uh, Rico Patterson's here, and Carlos Palat over here, and Bonnie, uh, and uh, Wes Rose back in the back. Those are some folks that are on the steering team as do that, and if you're working on one of our sub-teams with us as we're trying to work through all this process, go ahead and stand up. I'm not going to introduce all your names, but you see a lot of other people that are just stepping up and doing that. Folks, we're meeting every week. Give them a little bit of a hand there, just because, just <laughs> hey, we, we want you to know, again, this is you. This is the church body working on this together so that we can do a great thing. So later on after the service, if you have some questions where you want to say, hey, maybe I I would like to get involved in that and be a part of it, come out there and talk to us. We're right at the center table in in, in the concourse. Thanks.
1: That's good stuff, man. Thank you, uh, Ronnie, for sharing that with us. Folks, uh, you know, you think all these people standing up, many of them have been meeting, as I said a moment ago, for about 14 months. Many of those months meeting every single week, sometimes multiple times a week, I think the best way to describe the kind of impact they're going to have on us uh, as we get into the fall and later in the year is I think what they're doing is about as big, maybe even bigger, than all of the activity that went into building this building and moving here. I think it will have that profound of an impact on our our ministry, our serving the Lord, and and your own walk with Christ. So uh, you you do want to get to know them a little bit better, get involved in what they're doing. You know, when I say this can have a a good impact on our own walk with Christ. Let's think about that for a second. Our walk, my walk with Christ. What is one word we might use to describe a a person's walk with Christ? I don't know that it has to be boiled down to one word. As a matter of fact, I'm sure that it doesn't. But but if we were, what might that one word be? Do you think maybe like love, Christianity, we think, okay, that a a walk with Christ, that's going to be about love. We might even say love would be common through all religions. I, I do think that in and through Christ, we find our greatest ability, our greatest opportunity to love God, to love others. Gosh, even to love enemies and strangers. And that's, a, that's a pretty impo- powerful love. And of course, when we say strangers, well, now we've got to introduce, a, I'm not strangers, but enemies, we've got to introduce another word, forgiveness. Now, that's a, that's a pretty key idea a pretty key word of the christian faith man a lot of people you don't we don't maybe connect the dots on this cuz we think religions are all about ultimately the same thing did you know that christianity absolutely is very unique in the concept of forgiveness and how big that is, how much a a part of what that is. Christianity is actually unique in that receiving God's forgiveness and then in the joy and in the power of that forgiveness, sharing it, giving it to others who need that forgiveness. So forgiveness is very central to what we do. Maybe one more word, a third word. Of course, I said think of one, and I'm on my third in in one minute. But, But the word, how about this? Serve, serve, servanthood—the mentality, serving—the activity. I think would absolutely be in the running for one word that describes living the Christian life. And when you stop and think, what what is the Christian life? Well, it's it's following Jesus, right? It's following him, it's doing what he would do, saying what he would say, thinking like he would think. Well, okay, so now we're really talking about maybe what would be one word that would describe Jesus. And as daunting as one word might be to come up with, I would actually say Jesus gives us a word. And it is the word serve. Consider a verse we looked at a little bit earlier in the year, back in, in January, Mark 10:45. Jesus said, for even the Son of Man came not to be served. And how appropriate it would have been if he had. If he entered this world for no other reason than for you and I to acknowledge who he is, to worship who he is, and to give our lives serving who he is, that would have been absolutely appropriate, but he said I I didn't come to be served, but to, to serve. There's just I don't know that there's a way to fathom that I'm following Christ, but I'm not serving. No, they they absolutely go hand in hand. Now, to be clear, we're not serving to earn God's love and forgiveness. We're we're not serving to earn a spot in heaven. We're not serving to show how good we are. Man, we're serving to experience Christ. I'm serving to be like Jesus. And Jesus was a servant from washing feet To meeting needs. I think, you know, serving is meeting somebody's needs. One way he served everybody, regardless of the need, is he left them with hope. Man, what a thing to pray for. God, in every conversation I leave, in every situation I leave, may I leave hope behind. Man, what a way to serve. Think of the world we live in. Would that be serving anybody you know? To leave them with with hope? And that's that's what Jesus did. If we're following Jesus, then we are serving. And, you know, a lot of times we think about serving. Maybe we look at some I'm not serving them. And we would say, you know, nobody was too far beneath Jesus for him to serve, which is kind of a funny statement because we're all way below Jesus. Jesus. I mean, way, way, way below. Do you realize the difference between you and me is utterly irrelevant? We're all together so far below the Son of God, the Holy One, the Eternal One, the Great I Am. We're so far, yet He served. He served. I'm not living the Christian life if I'm not serving. I would say I'm not even trying out the Christian life if I'm not serving. And there's all kinds of ways that a, that a person can serve in and throughout a week and in and throughout our lives. Sometimes there's very planned and formal ways that we get involved in serving. Other times there's very informal and spontaneous ways that we serve. I think as you walk through the Gospels, you'll see Jesus doing all of those ways. But I think for the follower of Christ, our serving, that's going to be a multitude of ways is always going to begin, not end, but is always going to begin in the body of Christ. It's, it's going to begin among the family of God, the church. And here's the very simple logic behind that statement. As we gather here, as we come here, as we're serving one another individually, serving the organization as a whole, Well, what that means is that the most needs are being met. The most people are being cared for, aided, encouraged, helped, so that we leave here the very strongest in our ability to go out there and take on all those ways that we can serve in our home, in our, in our community, and in our culture. So it, it begins here. We want to be thinking, how am I serving in here And and as we do that, again, we've been trying as we go through the course of this to tell you some stories. I want to share a story of of a great servant in the life of this church. Somebody that has blessed and served so many people people and uh, also is a very unique unique means sometimes one right well this is the one this is a very unique person a very unique story in the life of a hundred years at the heights and I, I want you to get to know this person so if you would turn to the screen and meet Sam Galloway So we've really got kind of an exciting opportunity here today as we're in the month of February, which in the United States is a celebration of black history. And of course, in this month, we're celebrating a hundred years at the Heights. Well, black history and a hundred year at the Heights actually cross. You know, we have a a growing diversity here at the Heights Baptist Church, and, and that has not happened by accident. We very much have prayed for that and worked Toward that. And, uh, you know, that means there was a place that started, which means at one time we were an all white church, which also means there was a first. You know, when you think about black history, a lot of times it's the first. Well, I have with me here today a special part of the history of the Heights Baptist Church, and that is the first black person. To become a member here at the Heights Baptist Church. And uh, Sam, tell us a little bit. Uh, well, tell me first, what brought you to our area?
3: Well, it's the military. I'm, I was in the military at okay. the time, so the military assigned uh, T and I to Folk Lee.
1: Okay, what would you do in the military?
3: Well, I was a chief warrant officer, so... Uh, and what officers, you know, they're called the smart guys.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. You so, bragging on yourself? Uh, and,
3: and, <laughs> and, and, and the ability that God gave me to do my job. So, yeah. And I was pretty good at my job. And so I came to Fort Lee and it was supposed to be a three-year tour. And it turns in I didn't leave. Didn't leave. Right. Still here. There, yeah. yeah. Years.
1: Okay. So God and the Army yes. brought you to our area.
3: What what
1: brought you to the to the Heights Baptist? Well, I mean, I mean, it is an all white church right. at that time. And and what year was that? Let me go back to that. What year did you start? You and Tay start
3: attending here? It was, uh, June of nineteen ninety.
1: Th- Thirty years ago. Yeah. Okay. So you, what what led you to wanting to come and be a be at be a part? Check out an all white church.
3: Well, um, diversity is in the military, you know, and sure. especially I used to go to chapel there, but we. I got saved in, I guess, 1984 in Marquette, and uh, we wanted to start, and we started having a family, and so yeah. we wanted to uh, go into the community. And so I was at that time I was up in Indianapolis, Indianapolis Indiana. Okay. And so we found a nice uh, church there, and it was a little, little, what is the word, diversity. Mm-hmm. So, so. We enjoyed that, uh, that, uh, being a uh, part of that membership. Okay. And so when I received notice, I'm coming to Fort Lee and that was almost a year out. The church started praying for me and praying for us. Yeah. And they knew we was coming South. So they said, well, I don't think you're going to find a church like us, but we pray that God leads you. Yeah. And so I believe it was God that led us here. Yeah. Uh, because, uh. I had prayed specifically in asking him to guide us and lead us to the right church. Okay. And I wanted some kind of confirmation when I got to the right church. And yeah. so we moved. When we got here, one of the neighbors uh, was visiting us. We lived in, got a house in Colony Heights. And so this neighbor, Liz Newcomer, was a member of Colony Heights Oh, Baptist okay. Church. So she said, have you guys found a church? And we said, no. She said, well, why don't you come and visit us? Oh wow! Yeah, okay. and I took that to be yeah the church is somebody that extended right.
1: an invitation. And I
3: took that there was a lead from God for us to place to start. Yeah, and that was the only church we looked at because we came the next Sunday and the the welcome was very cordial and friendly. And, uh, well, that's
1: uh, good to hear.
3: And ten, I, we had two kids at the time. Yeah, Tony and Pam, and uh, they was uh, ten and eight years old, and. They enjoyed the Sunday school that they went to, so uh, we, after we left, Tay say, well, <clears throat> ask me, say, well, how will you know God wants us to be here? I said, well, if somebody come to visit us and invite us to come back, that's a sign. That's a sign. That's the confirmation. That I yeah. Well, it was uh, that week... Uh, the senior pastor, which was Terry Harper, Terry
1: Harper, yeah, and
3: Mike Adams, which was a deacon, right? Yeah. came to visit us. Yeah, yeah, and we sat and talked. And-
1: that's not only confirmation. That's that's good confirmation. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs>
3: wow.
1: That's now, right. so it's it sounds like the church was open and receptive. Yeah, from, I, I, I mean, yeah. they invited you. Yeah. They were receptive when you got yeah. here. So now, and I trust you're going to be gentle with us here, Sam. What what is it like being the only black person in a church that's that's all white. What what are there challenges with that? Is it just on? Is it uncomfortable at all? What, what what's it like being you well, in that moment?
3: Well, I I think you know God. This was part of God's plan, so I I believe that the military kind of had prepared me for that. Okay. There was some challenges, but uh, and that the challenge more or less was probably what I placed on myself. I know that I had always have my A-game when I came in because, yeah. you know, the, the the spotlight was on me. I was the only black yeah. right person here. So. And the second thing was our kids. I was concerned about how sure. things was happening there. But, sure. Uh, but Tay, you know, being a mission-minded person, she kind of got Tony and Pam together and told them that they was missionaries.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Way to go, Tay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: And so, I mean, the kids were just wonderful. And I bragged on them because I said, you make dad look look good. You do everything right. Dad looks good. Oh,
1: that's great. Yeah yeah so and I don't think I mentioned this a moment ago if you don't if you haven't recognized you look at Sam every single week because you kind of sit right in the center of the choir yeah and uh, so you've got a unique vantage point you're you're looking out at the congregation every Sunday what has it meant to you I mean being the first one here to to look out there today and gosh it's it's not a few days later it's 30 years later but to be able to look out there and and see the growing diversity happening in our church
3: well it's just been a blessing to me to see this. I mean, to see how how God is, what God is doing. And, you know, uh, before some of the other uh, black people came, they, you know, we had conversations. Yeah. And, you know, and so I was able to give a good witness that I might be the only one here, but no one acts like I'm different. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I am just thankful that Tay and I were obedient to God's lead and and we became part yeah. of the Heights. Well,
1: I can't imagine you're any more thankful than I am. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would say that to know Sam and to know Tay, and I know many in our congreg- congregation do, they, they, they love you guys. And uh, I, I would say, as we're celebrating 100 years of history here at the Heights, Sam, you are a very significant piece of our history. And we're so sure grateful for you.
3: And I'm grateful to be part of this membership.
1: Amen. Amen. They're, 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 Sam and Tay are uh, awesome. You know, I, I just said I know many of you probably know them. Of course, the flip side of that is all true. also true. M- many of you do not know Sam and Tay, but they're, they're here every week. And I just look back and I think of the ways they blessed and have served so many individual people. They've blessed and served so many in our church. And, you know, one of the things I heard them say is it all started with an invitation. You know, when we invite somebody to church, a lot of times we think about what we're doing for them, you know, to introduce this place or to introduce the Lord or whatever it might be. But, boy, folks, when you issue that invitation, you don't know what that person may end up meaning, may end up being, for this church family, because they have for three decades profoundly affected life here at the Heights. And if you know Sam and Tay, you love Sam and Tay. If you don't love Sam and Tay, there's something wrong with you. Uh, I, I promise you that. But, uh, you know, when I listen to that, I can take that right back to our theme. Be one who leads one. Be one who leads one. And, of course, this today we're thinking about be one who leads one to serve. And, again, if I'm following Christ, I'm not just serving. And that sounds weird to put the word just in front of it. But I'm not just serving. If I'm following Christ, I'm leading. I'm helping others serve because that's what Jesus did. And I can't lead somebody else to serve if I'm myself am not serving. And so we've tried to make that as easy as possible for you today to figure out all the ways that you might could be involved and be serving here at the Heights uh, family as we walk out in just a few moments. And we're letting you out on early not to beat traffic. And I know there's hardly a higher priority in life than to beat traffic. But we're letting you out a few minutes early because the worship service doesn't end in here. The worship service ends out there it ends out there looking at those ways you can engage and follow the Lord Jesus Christ through serving. When you walk out into the uh, concourse today, you're going to see 18 tables. And uh, there's balloons, and the balloons, I I believe, are kind of color-coordinated. And and so a a group of one color is ministries all in kind of one area. And under those 18 ministries are a hundred ways to get involved, a hundred ways to serve. At each table, you're going to find ministry leaders. You're going to find people just like you. You're not going to find me. You know, you expect me to be out there. I got to recruit. I got to get somebody to sign on the dotted line that they're going to do this for the rest of their lives. No, know, you're going to find real people, <laughs> people that are juggling things just like you are trying to figure out how to make this work, that work and, and can answer answer your questions and talk to you about w- what it means, how much time it takes and uh, kind of how that becomes a part of their life. But that's what you'll find at those tables at every table. It doesn't matter what ministry it is, at every table you'll find a common book, this little pamphlet right here. And I would really encourage, if you're new to our church or new to serving in our church, you'll you'll want this. It's very thin, it's not hours of reading, but you really will find a description of about every ministry and ways of serving under that ministry. And so that's a, a real quick glance at, at everything. Uh, so you'll want to get that. And folks, today you have the opportunity to sign up to get more information, to sign up to get involved. You can do that here. You can take this home and look through it and, and come back and sign up online. And so that's what all is out there. Uh, when you get out there right in the center, you'll see a circular table. Our, our leadership pipeline team is going to be there. Ronnie, stand up again so they can see your shirt. And uh, and a lot of folks out there that have that shirt on uh, are on that team. But you, you might want to ask questions. Tell me a little bit more about what you're doing and kind of the mechanics of all that. You may just want to get to know somebody. You may just want to go by and say thank you for all the work you're doing. Don't really know what it is, but it sounds big. Uh, that They'll be right there in the center, and I hope you'll have some conversations with them. And then if you walk out there and just really don't have a clue of which way to turn, right, right or left, well, that's where Debbie Heuerman comes in. Debbie... De- Debbie's got a, is that orange? An orange. So you can see that shirt and you can see Debbie in a crowd. Debbie kind of manages a lot of what we do with, with volunteers here at the church. But her job title today is air traffic control. And, and so if you walk out there and all you see is a sea of people and no answers, find the orange shirt and say, I'm looking for this person. I'm trying to find this kind of ministry. Who would I ask this? Debbie knows everything so just find the orange shirt and she will help you out. Hey listen as you go out there today maybe the the questions you need answer come maybe a little bit one step before serving maybe maybe you have some questions about beginning a relationship with the Lord following him in baptism maybe joining this church family well we have a a, a table for you out there also it's right in the center but back a little toward the big window you'll see a desk it says connection desk over it and there are some folks there we would love to be able to talk with you about those kinds of questions and you know they have those conversations every single week every week people go out there and ask those kinds of questions maybe this week it's you that they're waiting to talk on. I hope you'll go out there and do that. If this is your first time here. Sure grateful that you're here. And, and worshiping with us today. And we'd love to get some more information to you. About our church. And we've got a little gift that goes with it. If you'll go to that same desk. The connection desk. In the center. Back toward the window. And tell them this is your first time. Uh, they'll get that to you. Hey a couple of things about w- what's coming in the future. So next Sunday. Remember our theme this year is. Be one who leads one the first sunday of every month we're kind of all focused on bringing it's bring one sunday and everybody who brings one i I feel like vanna white Everyone who brings one gets a special edition "Life is Better Connected" shirt has the hundred-year seal on the on the back of it. So you bring somebody next Sunday, and you get one of these great, wonderful shirts. And so uh, maybe a little incentive to think real hard about who you might invite. Also, March eighth—not next Sunday, but two Sundays from now. I mean, if you're celebrating an anniversary, a birthday—I mean, sooner or later, there has to be cake, right? Well, March 8th is when there's cake. Uh, Sunday evening of March 8th, we're going to have a a special night of worship. If you've ever been to one of our nights of worship, the the house will be packed. It will be awesome, a tremendous experience with God's glory and God's presence. We're going to have a great evening, and at the end of that, uh, we'll have a reception, and we're going to eat cake, celebrating 100 years. So that's March 8th, and while this is a little bit further out, uh, and I am I am preaching in March, I don't want to make it sound like I'm not preaching until April, but did want to let you know the Sunday after Easter, I'm going to be beginning uh, about 25 weeks, 25 messages walking through the book of Revelation, and I know that has a lot of interest, so as we move into spring, and we're thinking about who we're inviting to Easter, and maybe the Sunday after Easter, you have that out there, listen folks, One of the greatest hopes we have in dealing with the things that upset us so much today is the future that we're going to. And Revelation is going to give us a great picture of that. So you've got plenty of time. Go out there and have a conversation and talk about following Jesus through serving. Love you guys. Have a great week.